check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. It's, it's episode 30, and you know, now that I'm back in the building and uh, working on a regular basis, I thought, why go too far? Just check it out. It's right down the street, right around the corner, right next to me is my assistant principal, Miss Christy Davis. Hello, Christy. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> well, you know, we've had a little bit of a day here today. Every day seems to be that way, considering uh, what's going on around us. So I tell you what, I think everybody needs to know a little bit about you. And what have you been up to since we uh, last really saw each other back in March 13th? You know, because really, the kids have not really seen us. So what have the David? I mean, I see you on Facebook and it seems like every time I turn around, you got some new craft or project that you're working on. I mean, yes, I definitely, my husband hates it. Every day I turn around <laughs> and I have a new project in the house. I'm tearing something down and he looks at it and says it's a huge mess. And what is he going to have to fix? Um, but So what got you into that? Like, when did you realize, okay, I really like to do all these crafty projects since you were a kid or like, was it something that you... As I got my own, my first house, I would say, I definitely felt like, man, I need to be an interior designer, but I know that I don't have that kind of skill. So, uh, what was like your, do you remember your first real project that you're like super proud of or are are you proud of all of them? Oh, I, I pick apart every project I do. There's always a problem with something. Yeah, you can't just be satisfied. No, no. I point out all the flaws when people are complimenting it. But um, no, the I think when I first started, I was making like wood signs. And that's what kind of got me inspired to do more. Well, did you, because you like to do like those craft workshop type things, right? Is yes. that is that what got you into it? Or was it just something... It started with vinyl making. Once I learned to love making vinyl and making shirts, and I did a few craft fairs where people came and purchased things from me and made orders, then I started exploring others. And I kind of remember the whole vinyl cutting because somehow you and I got talking. This was when you were a teacher over at Werther, and Mm -hmm. uh, somehow we got talking about the cricket, I guess, maybe, or something like that. And then you're like, oh, I've got this big monster and (laughs) something like that. You didn't put it like that, but yes. Uh, And so you gave me that info, and then we ended up getting one here shortly after you you mentioned it because I was like, oh, I want to learn that and and now we use that pretty well, uh, pretty often around here. In fact, you're you're working on a project right now and suffering the consequences from. Thanks, Doctor A. Right? Hey, the great news <laughs> is, is I got Mister Borzillo out there right yeah, now doing the dirty I, work. I know. So so see how we work that. I mean, let him suffer a little bit, but uh, I do appreciate. You know, we're trying to to show what it looks like to have you know six feet distance in between uh, spaces within our our uh, building and so we have a little project we're working on right now to try to make that happen so the vinyl cutter is being put to good use very good use right and uh even the kids use it though yeah they love it well i know like last year and even the year before you had small groups of kids that you would work with and kind of teach them and they really got pretty jazzed about it right they hadn't seen something like that they have all kinds of ideas and then now in business tech they're making Mm -hmm. shirts for all kinds of things they're doing everything right 
And uh, we're in the room right now where we have a, a new toy that you haven't really gotten to even see what it's like yet. But uh, I've been bragging about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you take a picture and you share it with friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There may be some jealous APs <laughs> down the road. <laughs> well, you know, I, what I love, though, is just the opportunity to kind of bring stuff like this into the building and allow people to really use it in ways that maybe we would never have imagined. So... For me, it's really cool to just kind of be able to provide or at least look at things and say, hey, let's try and have this and see what it does for our community. So I appreciate the fact that you are who you are because you've already done a huge makeover within this place in terms of uh, the walls and, and just making it look nicer. So hopefully I it's not that. too girly. Well, we do have to temper <laughs> ourselves with the girliness stuff, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. So, um, all right. So I did ask a little bit and, and kind of cut you off by starting talking about crafts, but really what have you guys been up to your family? First of all, who's all in the family? So at my house, it's my husband, Mike, and then I have two kids, Cade and Brooklyn. Cade is going into fourth grade. Brooklyn's going into second. Yeah. They're wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but since we left, they get that from Mike, right? Yeah, not me. I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, back in March, we were doing the whole homeschool thing and working from home and teaching them at the same time was a little bit of a to-do with my husband being an essential worker. Um, but we made it work and we had lots of activities. We did all kinds of art stuff outside and I just tried to find things to keep them active so they weren't bored with just sitting in front of a computer. Yeah, you know, uh, you you mentioned your husband being an essential worker. What does he do? He's a police officer. Yes. So so I would say, I don't. I, I mean, I think we we've been throwing essential worker around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, some are are more important than others, and still call it. I don't know. I just know that that is absolutely a position that that we need to have in our society, and something that I think we need to. Um, really support more than maybe we've seen over the last court, uh, last few, uh, weeks or months. Uh, but you know, how long has Mike been doing what he's doing? Uh, I want to say he's on 15 years now. Yeah. He started out in a small department in St. Anne mm-hmm. and then moved to St. Charles city. And since then he's become a detective and on major case squad. So he's, He's busy. So do they keep him as a detective for a long time, or is it something that they have to rotate out of? Uh, that's kind of changing. <laughs> it was. It didn't matter Depends how long you were the in there. Chief or what? Yeah, it okay. didn't matter, and there's new leadership, so they're switching things around. So I don't know come January. Yeah, it right. might change. Is that when they usually do things, is January 1? Yeah, January okay. is when they pick their shifts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, But... At, you know, he also gets to have fun and go places, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had to go to Vegas to interview somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, there you go. Well, Rough you know, life. Well, during a pandemic, I don't know how great Vegas is. Uh, he said it was not much fun. I, I'm sure the uh, the weather isn't all that great either in terms of heat. But I saw their rental car they had last night. Yeah? It, it wasn't too rough. Oh, okay. Maybe a so not- Cobra. <laughs> Uh-huh. Convertible or no? No convertible, okay, but right. it had racing stripes on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, 
So you've been, uh, I do want to talk Blues hockey with you a little mm-hmm. bit because uh, I'm, I'm really disappointed. And, and since we've come back, I'm like, I want to get into it. And they're not making it easy for me to, to want to get into it. Yeah, but 5.30 tonight, it's on. Yeah, but when you say it's on, <laughs> come on. They're they going to win tonight. They have not played well. The last game, they played better. This isn't like, this isn't spring training or, you know, the start. I mean, this they this just need like a couple play- warm-up games because okay. they had such a long All break. Right. Maybe you and I will joke about this in a few weeks because they'll hoist the Stanley Cup one more That's time. Right. Right? The weird thing is, what are they going to do? Are they starting the season right after the Stanley Cup is won, or how are they working it? Do you know? The last I heard, I want to say it was like towards the end of October because so they could still- be playing the Stanley Cups the beginning of October. They get a little break, a little bit. And then they just go right into another season? That's right. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, they kind of had a long vacation already. Well, who? I think the Cardinals have had a longer no. vacation. I don't follow that as follow. much. But I mean, Just I, so you I'm know, a, they haven't played. Well, I know like, that. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Cardinal fan just because I'm right. from St. Louis. Right, right. But I'm more into hockey. Yeah. We'll see if they actually start a doubleheader tomorrow in Chicago, but... I'm calling I'm it, though. No. I think that if they don't play tomorrow, then they're not playing at all. Because there's no way they can get all these games in. But have other teams had this problem? No, not like us. Okay. <laughs> it's not good. See, they need the bubble like the NHL. Uh, I know. NHL's done a really nice job, and they've bragged on it a little bit and made MLB, the Major League Baseball people feel a little sheepish, I think. Mm, they're pretty smart people. Well... Even though they like to be thugs out on the ice sometimes, they're pretty smart. You're right. Actually, they are probably one of the smarter athletes out there because they got to be quick. Very true. You know? Very true. And, you, and some of them even have, like, master's degrees. Yeah. Imagine that. I know. Hey, um, do you have a favorite blues player? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little Colton Pareko. A little. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I got to meet him last year. Well, that's what I remember. You got to meet him, and you weren't giddy or nothing, were you? No, not at all. It was the highlight of my year. My husband heard about it for a really long time. Well, he still has to hear about it. I the, mean, it's the great news is, is my daughter is following in my footsteps. Oh, good. So she likes Colton as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, hey, so uh, talk to me a little bit about your, your journey through the teaching ranks and what you've been up to. So first of all... Where did you get your uh, teaching degree from? I was kind of all over the place at first. I started out at Southeast Missouri State, and I was there for two years and then moved back home to Lindenwood. I graduated in 2007, and then I started my first job in Rockwood at Pond Elementary, and I taught fifth grade there for a year. Numbers went down in that school, um, so being low man on the totem pole, I moved, and I moved to Werther, where I was at for probably 10 years, and taught fifth grade there as well. While I was at Werther, I went to Southwest Baptist University to get my master's in elementary education. Then um, I decided that it was time to step it up a level, and I went to Arkansas State University to get my administration degree, and now I'm currently working towards my doctorate at Maryville. Yes, how's that going? 
working with uh, <laughs> my favorite coworker, Matt Borzillo, is a lot of fun. Um, he likes to think he's the brains of the operation, but really, Dr. Kinder will tell you I'm going to graduate and Matt's not. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, and, and, and I know Dr. Kinder fairly well because I also went through the same program and uh, it's been a few years. But uh, one thing I can tell you is Kinder's a straight shooter, so I guess Borzilla really needs to watch out. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though, especially having somebody in the building that you work with every day, getting to do the program with them. Well, and so you're feeling it from the student perspective, the things that we're going through. Like, absolutely. when did things switch for you guys, like in the spring, and what did mm-hmm. it look like? I don't think, in our spring session, I don't think we really went to the class but twice, and then it switched to Zoom. And staying on Zoom for four hours every week at night made me realize how rough that really is for the kids, and they've got to have breaks, things like that, because we were four hours straight, Mm. and it was tough. (laughs) So uh, have you guys started back yet for, you haven't started back yet for the fall? No, we start the day after Rockwood. So the 25th. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got to... Back to Zoom in at night. You got about a week. Reality will days, set in. Here we go. That's right. And so you guys are going to be starting straight off with Zoom. Is that what you said? Uh, we get the option. Half okay. of us can go from our cohort, and the other half has to choose home. But we, Matt and I both have decided that we're going to work from our house. As you have gone through the program, um, it's also been at the same time that you are coming into being a, a in administration in education. How have how has being in class helped you in the building and in your position? I think it's given me a whole different perspective. When I first came into administration, I wasn't thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to start my doctorate right away. And really, it was listening to you and Matt talk about him wanting to move forward with the doctorate right away. And it kind of motivated me to do it alongside him. And It's probably the best way, too, when you have somebody there in the trenches. It's changed, it. it's changed a lot, like how I even talk with kids or think about parent perspective or how to handle a situation without it. I don't know if I'd be in the same place. Yeah. So, um, you know, did you think that when you first got into your educational journey that you would be, you're really steps away now from being a doctor? Yeah. Are you... You ready to be Dr. Davis? I mean, that's going to be... It's it's going to be big. <laughs> We're going to have a big celebration. <laughs> so Mike has to be prepared, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I've joked saying this podcast is going to go viral after my yeah. visit, but that day is going to be epic. <laughs> well, you and everybody else that's been on this show, they've all gone viral. Oh, yeah. It is, it's just blowing up. That's blowing right. up. So, so um so think about your teacher, put your teacher hat on for a second, which I, I think we're, as administrators, we always have that teacher hat on. But um, think about things and how they are right now for our teachers. Um, I don't know, what kind of advice would you be able to give them, knowing that you're not too too far away from being in the classroom, but now things have so dramatically and drastically changed and turned What kind of advice would you give them during this time as we head off into virtual school? I think now more than ever, it's so important to build relationships with kids. It's one thing to do it face-to-face, but when you're from a distance, you got to work extra hard to find a way to get to know the kids and for them to get to know you and feel comfortable, especially thinking about 
the babies coming up, the fifth graders turning into sixth grade here, you know, it's already scary for them. And to walk into a Zoom and not have any clue what's going to happen or what their day is going to be like, just building relationships is going to be so important. So like, you know, when we did this in the spring, we had to really think about some things that we could do. Is there anything that you learned from the spring that you want to carry over? Anything that you want to leave behind that really, oh, okay, that didn't work out the way I wanted to? Or just any examples of what you th- what you think things are going to look like as we move into this, this new fall semester? I think replicating what this normal school day would be like would be key. So, for example, in the uh, spring, we did some... Things where we reached out to kids and did spirit days virtually. Um, We did a lot of posting on Twitter with videos. We did a challenge, an ice bucket challenge, just things to keep kids involved and find meaningful ways to help them feel like they're still part of Selfage, even though they're not actually in the building. So um, I think that's one of the toughest things is... You know, they're not in the building. You and I and, and uh, Mr. Brazillo, Matt, were, were we were able to head over to Marquette yesterday because they needed us there for orientation, right? Um, they had freshman orientation. And they were thinking there might be some things get dropped off by eighth graders that maybe we could be taking back. And we did get quite a few things. But, uh, you know, how was that for you being able to, to be around the kids yesterday? That was amazing. So... I probably had a grin on my face underneath my mask from <laughs> ear to ear. Um, the, it was cute. There was some of our kiddos, you know, who they felt more comfortable coming and asking us what they should do next. You could tell they were intimidated. I guess high schoolers don't want their mom or dad walking in with them, but I don't know. It's well, kind of scary. They really couldn't. They weren't right. allowed to. So No, I know. But thinking about it, you know, who else were they going to approach if they were nervous? So they came, a couple of them came to us even to fill out the... COVID thing on their phone. They were confused what they had to do. And, um, I saw my nephew going through, I embarrassed him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was great to see the kids. I miss them. And after I left there yesterday, I started thinking and it brought tears to my eyes. I am a little bit of a crier, (laughs) just a little bit, a little bit of a sap. (laughs) That's all right. I mean, it's good to wear your heart on your sleeve. I think it's one of those things where we just need to recognize you know, uh, it's so important. The human element, you know, in, in education, it's hard to replicate behind a screen, but I think we can do it. I think that there's a way for us to still be able to connect, engage, and, and respond to kids and their needs as we're working through all this. You know, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I do think that we have opportunity here that maybe we would never, ever, ever have if it weren't for this situation. Well, I think that's all around, people don't know what it's going to be like, so they're fearful. But really, you know, when you're considering moving forward from the teacher perspective, we know we can do the job. It's just a matter of changing it and making it a little bit more meaningful than we were in the spring because it was last minute. Nobody knew it was coming. All right. So as you look into this, what what does excite you about the upcoming school year in terms of knowing that we're going to be online knowing that we don't have the same first day of school like we normally do. I mean, there's things that could really bring you down about this whole situation. Are there things that you're looking at that hopefully bring you up? I think one of one of the things I've been looking forward to is interacting with the kids through 
using them in our social media, creating videos, things and videos are things I didn't know how to make before. I didn't know how to do all the editing. So putting it together and learning how to get the kids interacting with us as principals outside the classroom, I think is going to be really important. So one of the things that we talked about is how is it this group of eighth graders is the last group that you. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of tears. <laughs> well, it was it was tough last year, I know. Uh, but what, what we're saying is you used to teach at Werther. Yep. Which is our feeder elementary. And you were a fifth grade teacher the whole time you were there, right? The whole time. And um, one of the things that's been really nice about moving to this to the feeder um, school for middle school is that you've known a lot of people coming in. So hopefully that helps with with that anxiety when you first start on the job, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but now you're one year away from 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 now. The kids aren't ones that you had at Werther, right? The only hope I have going for me still is down to fourth grade right now this year because my son used to go to Werther with me. So I know a lot of those kids. But after that, it's going to be just like it would be for you or Mr. Borzillo. Yeah. I'm going to have to like You're gonna have really to crank for it up a notch. Yeah. You know, you, you were a rock star up until now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad to think about that. <laughs> You're just going to have to prove yourself now. Shoot. I'm going to have to turn on the charm. Yeah. Do it. Let's hit, let's see it. I got it. it. All right. So um, next week we do invite our teachers back. Um, I'm excited about getting teachers back in the building. I think it's going to be good for us as professionals to be in the classroom and to be um, able to work out of the classroom, um, even though we don't have kids in the classroom. Um, I look forward to a little bit of the camaraderie or at least being in the same spaces as other people, um, because just in what we've seen in the last few days, really, I'd say probably the last three weeks, you start seeing people start trickling back in, just like a normal school year. And they're happy to come. And they're happy. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that I can tell you um, and all the listeners is, you know, our teachers really want to be in the building and they want to be ready to go for our kids. And, and nothing pains them more to know that they're going to have to work probably harder. Absolutely. It, you know, at virtual schooling than before. One of the things that we did yesterday, I, I went ahead and changed the bells. Ooh. So so the bells are ready to go so that... It's going to be a big one. Well, it, the kids can hear it hopefully on the Zoom. And then, you know, we're going to have breaks. All of us are going to be on the same schedule, which is really kind of different because... I'll do hallway duty. <laughs> really? Is that all you're going to do is just hallway duty? No, but I I really think that should be part of the day is we have to do our assigned duties. Yeah. Get out there. Check the halls. Yes. There's nobody out there except for us. That's right. Well, I do hope that that we get our kids back soon. Um, I do too. Sooner rather than later. I think it's best for everybody, but I do understand and, and recognize that it's difficult for a lot of people and, um, and even it's difficult for me. I mean, I'm one who, you see me, I mean, I'm pretty much wearing a mask whenever I go around the building, uh, but that's who I am. And and, uh, and I know it's something that we really have to just kind of check ourselves on. So I'm I think hopeful. it's going to change too, how I interact with kids. I mean, I'm used to them walking up and giving hey, a, big a big giant hugger. hug. You're a big hugger. What am I going to do now? Mm. Air hugs? I guess. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that doesn't sound as much fun, does it? No. Well, all right. So um, let's talk a little bit about your hobbies, though. Is it just crafting or, and I say just crafting, but that's like a stupid thing for me to say because. <laughs> just crafting? Well, because your crafting is like, it's like on steroids. It's like, you're, you're not just doing like little bitty things. You like oh. to like change whole rooms. I do. Into something else. I mean, if you walked in my house right now, the dining room is tore apart. Mm. I mean, I ripped chair rail down everything are you ever satisfied with the way things look no there's always room for improvement because hgtv is a problem we quit watching that i know but joanna Gaines has great she is pretty awesome interior design i love watching that show because i, I am just amazed at what they can do with an old place and the fixer-uppers are pretty cool. I'm pretty sure my husband's trying to find a new TV service that doesn't have that channel. <laughs> well, you could just take the TVs out of the house altogether. I could. Good thing I have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Got to so, get my fixer-upper fix. Right. Well, so what other kind of things, though, do you like to do um, with the family? Do kids play sports? You know, that kind of thing. We do. Um, both of my kids play soccer. I coached my son's soccer team for years this year. I'm taking a step back and I'm just kind of managing it. Um, is that tough for you? It or, keeps me on my toes. I mean, is it tough for you to be pulling back? No, because I'm at the point <laughs> with them, with these boys that at 10 years old, I really don't know what to teach them anymore. Yeah. When they were four and five, it you was start great. seeing those fifth graders in them, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the soccer skill level, so they're better off with one so, of the guys. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but no. Um, other than that, besides soccer, my daughter does horseback riding. Does Cade? Did you say hockey though for Cade? Cade does hockey. Yeah, he yeah. just started, and he has informed me that he's going to be professional now. He's pretty excited. He is. He's got a long way to go, well. <laughs> but at least we can skate without falling. <laughs> All right, well. But my daughter loves horseback <laughs> riding. She thinks we need a horse in our backyard. That's not Well, happening. doesn't every little girl kind of want that, you know? Um, yeah, but... I thought it was unicorns for a while. It there, was. Wasn't We've it? moved on to I mean, just you... a horse. The unicorn world is ending. Okay, all right. So she's good with not having a unicorn, but now she really wants a horse. Absolutely. I think she's going to be Are a you vet you make that happen older. for her or what? No, Why no. I mean... We, no. She does. She Seems gets like everything guys, she wants. You know, I don't know exactly where you live, but I know it's way out there. And <laughs> I, I told you there's a bunch of fields and stuff. So seems like you guys would have some room for it. We do live in a city. <laughs> <laughs> Lake St. Louis is not all farms. Okay, but I guess just getting there. Whew. <laughs> you know, we do have bush wildlife by us. Yeah, well, that's probably taking up most of that space, isn't it? My son and my nephew love to go there and fish. I tell you, it, it is really cool, and it does just feel like a whole other world to me because I, I don't really get out that way that much, but uh, it's amazing to see all the, the stuff that's been built up out that way. So, See, that's how I feel about Eureka, though. Yeah. I don't Eureka's ever go so that way. Eureka's so landlocked, though. I mean, it's it's really just, it, it doesn't have a whole lot of place to, to grow to, so. The Winsville School District, man, they are almost like Rockwood now. Yeah, so so speaking of them, right now your kids are doing virtual? They are. They're but doing, is that by choice, or is that what the district is doing? So the district started out with five days a week in person, um, and then the parents had the choice of doing virtual five days a week. And for us, we chose virtual 
just with my son. He has some school anxiety. So for him, consistency was best. And knowing that the district could fluctuate between different levels throughout the beginning of the year here. Um, And they already did. They they're doing a hybrid as of right now, um, two days a week in person and kind of the same as what Rockwood had started with one half of the alphabet on one day and another half. Um, they do have a special board meeting on the 20th. So I'm curious what that one's going to be. The 20th is next week. Yes. But we, um, when's the first day of school for them? 24th. Oh, mm-hmm. but so, we, so things could change is it, what you're saying. It could. <laughs> My family, uh, but chose you're ready. You're, you are ready if that happens, right? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm luck. I'm very fortunate that I have family that lives in town that can help. Right. So for us, my kids have to do. The only thing I didn't like is we had to choose virtual for a semester. Yeah, instead of just a quarter. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we're gonna probably be hanging on to this kind of stuff for a little bit. Um, I would love for us to be able to to be uh, live and in person come October. Who knows what's going to happen? I hope uh, everybody realizes that, you know, the big thing is we want we want kids here and we want to be we want them around, you know, and we're going to do whatever we can to try and make this situation as fun as possible, as engaging as possible and uh, as possible. And then um, I really want to try and get us as administrators, counselors, social workers, SRO out in this, to the community a little bit and see if we can at least bring some joy to the kids somehow, some way. So, um, kind of you know, like delivering those signs. I'd love to, yeah, that, that was and, amazing. And like, like maybe a, a bookmobile type deal where we can get the library to the kids oh, yeah. instead of, but I don't know. Well, listen, do you have, uh, any big shout outs that you want to, you want to give before we take off or, you know, I do have to, um, give a shout out to my little brother, and his name is Matt Borzillo, oh. and he likes to annoy me, but <laughs> we work great together. Well, I do appreciate the job that both of you have done. Uh, it's been fun to watch you guys grow over the course of the last two years. It's crazy to think about what things were like when you guys first got here and where we are right now and how you guys have been able to uh, you know, meddle the storm and really kind of get through a lot of tough things here, um, things that I never would have imagined in my wildest years. So, uh, imagination. So anyway, um, do you know what our outro is? You, oh, you I are, got it. You got this. Cause I have it. Nobody had to tell you, huh? Nope. I listened to your podcast. You're so good. It, and you get a gold star. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I need to know. Did, I don't think Matt knew it though. Did he? No, I, I didn't think so. Okay. No, good. it tells you how much still he really, one up on him. Yeah. It tells you how much he really cares, <laughs> you know? So what do, what do you want to say? Uh, Mike's off. Mike's off. Thanks so much, Miss Davis. Thank you. Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together.